You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man coming at you. This is Big Man joining me as always, my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing on this 4th of July? I'm doing good, brother. We're, uh, we're cooking up some ribs. Mm-hmm. We're going to be uh, eating out some good food, and we're going to be, uh, you know, setting off some fireworks and, you know, having some fun. So. And we're going to get all this done before Elsa shows her ugly blonde head up here in the uh, north central Florida. Oh, wait. Never mind. Not the character. The tropical storm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then there's that, right? She's a coming. Everybody's freaking out. But here we are just like, eh, bring it on. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Anyway, sir, are you ready for some wrestling talk? Let's do it. All right. So, starting off with Monday Night Raw, Matt Riddle would take on a bunch of competitors in a battle royale with the hopes of keeping Randy Orton's uh, chances alive for Money in the Bank. Randy Orton no longer able to compete in the last chance Money in the Bank qualifying match. WWE officials Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville devised a battle royale filled with Money in the Bank hopefuls to take his place. Nevertheless, although Riddle already qualified last week for Money in the Bank, the original bro competed in and won the Battle Royale in the Viper's Honor with the elimination of Damian Priest and earned the right to battle Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles on Orton's behalf in the last chance Money in the Bank qualifying triple threat match later in the evening. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the original bruh? RK bro? Yeah. RK bro? Yeah, I'm always okay, bro. Okay, bro. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, man. This is this is cool. Uh, you know, they had to devise a plan to to make it more interesting. So, this is this is cool. I like it. I did too. I think it was a great way to try to keep the Viper in on the uh, competition and have his teammate Riddle help him out in that aspect. 
So we'll see how he did later this evening in the main event. <clears throat> Next up, we had Nikki Cross taking on Shayna Baszler. Once again, wearing her superhero-inspired gear and attitude, Nikki Ash, almost a superhero, more commonly known as Nikki Cross, followed up uh, qualifying for Money in the Bank last week by taking on Shayna Baszler. Shortly after, Alexa Bliss emerged and took down Nia Jax and Reginald, and Cross believed in herself enough to tie up Baszler and pick up another huge victory. So, Cooper, your thoughts? It's Nikki Cross, dude. Uh... She is, she's crazy, and whatever she's doing with this superhero gimmick, I'm like, what is this, bro? It reminds me of, like, Hurricane Helms and Molly Holly or something, right? I don't know what in the heck is going on with this one, though I do love the meme going around with her as part of the original Six Avengers <laughs> <laughs> from the MCU. That's been kind of funny to see. Uh, so I'm like, so that makes it seven. She's the unknown... Like the unknown Beatles, she's the unknown Avenger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Kofi Kingston's uh, had a face-to-face -face with MVP, and it spelled trouble in paradise. In the wake of a ruthless attack by WWE champion Bobby Lashley and MVP on Xavier Woods last week, an intense war of words descended into chaos. When he had heard enough of MVP, Kofi Kingston charged uh, at the outspoken Hurt Business executive, ducked out of the way of a cannon attack, and blasted him with trouble in paradise. Meanwhile... Woods will be back next week for a rematch with Lashley. Cooper, your thoughts? A rematch with Lashley? Is he just a glutton for punishment right now or what? That, that or what kind of rematch you ask for? Are you going to ask for Hell in a Cell again? I don't know. Like the fact that the man was even ballsy enough to ask for a Hell in a Cell match with Bobby Lashley of all people? Yeah. I mean, Bobby Lashley is nobody to play with, and he's the WWE champion for a reason, so, yeah, man, he's, he's glutton for punishment. Right. And uh, this this makes for a good storyline, everything going on with Kobe Kingston and whatnot. It's just good storyline, I like it. Mm-hmm. All right, so Eva Marie and Dewdrop took on Asuka and Naomi. Last week in her first match back on the Red Brand, Eva Marie teamed up with Dewdrop and fell short against Asuka and Naomi in the Money in the Bank qualifying match. Eva looked as though she might have been trying to teach her protege a lesson by refusing to tag enduring a key moment in the rematch against the Empress of Tomorrow and her glowing partner. Another, none, nah, nevertheless, Dewdrop escaped the Asuka lock and hit an earth-shattering running crossbody on the former world champion to pick up the win all by herself. Your thoughts? Uh, Dewdrop? Who? What? Like, you come out of nowhere and you pin freaking Asuka? Right. And, uh... Well, even if she would have pinned Marie, Naomi... Even Marie, you're kind of just, uh... A flash in the pan, girl. Why are you back? You, you... You're nice to look at, but that's about it. Yeah, that's about all she's got going for, really, with the WWE. Yeah. I honestly don't see how she always keeps coming back, other than... It must be just her looks. Yeah. Because I, I, she's not really that talented of a wrestler. So. No. All right, next up we had John Morrison and Ricochet going for a, <clears throat> excuse me, a Money in the Bank ladder match participant match. Uh, Ricochet would leap from a top rope and hit Johnny Drip Drip. I still can't get over that weird nickname. So, <laughs> and hit him over the ball, over the barricade. Uh, it was with breathtaking gravi gravity-defying moment that the left two high-octane superstars unable to beat the count. So, Cooper, we had a double count out for these two. 
Uh, this makes it interesting because, I mean, what do they do with it? Do they do, do they have a rematch? Do they, you know, what's going to happen with it? Well, it's going to be interesting. I like out. this because they can, I like how they twist everything, especially around pay-per-views like the Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong, I've all, I don't really respect it like I did over the, you know, over the years. Mm-hmm. I don't respect it anymore because of the fact of what they've done with it, but, right. you know, I love the storylines this time of year because it makes things so much interesting, like, like that Battle Royal and then this, you know, double count out. What do you do with it? Right. So... It's going to be very interesting, and uh, I can't wait. It's coming soon. Yes, sir. All right, so Charlotte Flair teamed up with Natalia and Tamina to take on Rhea Ripley, Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke. Charlotte Flair would reign supreme over Mandy Rose with a big boot, but the Queen's dreamy victory quickly turned into a nightmare when Ripley took her down uh, Took her down WWE Money in the Bank Challenger with a post-match chop block. Hey, man. She's only, you know, everybody wants to... Oh, poor Charlotte, poor Charlotte. No, Ripley's only giving Charlotte a taste of her own medicine. Mm-hmm. You know how many people she's chop blocked? You know how many people she's... She's the daughter of the dirtiest player in the game, okay? She knows how to to rile people up. She knows how to piss people off. And she knows how to play the game dirty. So the fact that Ripley's over here giving her a taste of her own medicine is pretty freaking cool. Right. So Jackson Riker took on Elias in a strap match on Monday night. Ever since abandoning Riker several weeks ago, Elias has consistently walked out on multiple matches with the resilient Riker. As a result, the two superstars were tied together in a brutal strap match where Riker drove his adversary into the canvas and to reign supreme in a well-deserved moment of redemption. Cooper, your thoughts? Heck yeah, dude. Riker, um, as you all know, if you don't know, was Gunner in TNA. So the fact that he's coming out of his own and be like, I'm done with you, Elias. I'm going to do my own thing. You know, mm-hmm. screw you type thing. You're not going to screw me over. I'm going to get mine. That's that's awesome. Yes, sir. All right, next up, the main event. Drew McIntyre taking on Riddle and AJ Styles to qualify for Money in the Bank. After coming up short last week on Raw, Drew McIntyre reigned supreme over AJ Styles and Riddle who was competing on Randy Orton's behalf after winning the Battle Royale earlier in the night in the last chance triple threat match. Despite leaving the match early with a very painful-looking foot injury, Riddle returned and avoided the phenomenal forearm to blast Styles with an RKO. Before the original bro got the pin, though, however, almost pulled the phenomenal one out of the ring. Before Riddle could regroup, McIntyre nailed him with a Claymore kick to pick up the victory and earn his place in Money in the Bank ladder match. Cooper, your thoughts? Yeah, at the end of the match, um, you know... Randy Orton came out and he was standing at the 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 you know Titan Tron area whatever <laughs> and uh, you know he didn't look too happy so uh, yeah I, I feel bad for what's gonna happen to Riddle yeah. yeah I wouldn't be surprised if Orton demands Riddle to face him for his spot and then uh, Money in the Bank yeah. yeah. Before uh, before uh, the pay-per-view on the 18th. And the fact that he's running around using the RKO on people, a lot of people might think it's funny mm-hmm. and cool. But to the person that actually uses that move, it's disrespectful. 
Right. I mean, so, un- unlike uh, Kevin Owens, as we already have heard from Stone Cold say he, he's he, okay, he's with, okay with Owens using the stunner. Oh yeah. So and he does it pretty well. Yeah, he does. Now, I'll give him credit. If it was a crappy freaking stunner, I'd be like, uh, no. Yeah, he actually like does it really well. Like when we used to see freaking like Vince McMahon try and do a damn stunner. Oh god, that was like it's so just terrible. Terrible. Right. Don't do it. All right. <laughs> it's just like. Please stop. Please don't do that no more. It's bad, you guys. Anyway, so we're going to switch gears and take on Wednesday Night Dynamite from AEW. Let's do it, brother. So we had a, to start off another night, of course, is a tag match. How about that? Yes, AEW fashion as usual. Yes, sir. It was an elimination tag match, and Mad King Eddie Kingston and Penta El Zero Medio if they won the match against the Young Bucks, would earn an opportunity for a future World Tag Team Championship match. So, to start it off, Eddie rolled up Matt Jackson at the start of the match, trying to end, uh, win things early. He held Matt down while Penta El Zero Medio crashed onto Matt from the top rope. What's up? I'm not sure why that was in the thing. I should have probably deleted that. <laughs> the Bucks used their world-famous tandem offense to regain momentum on Penta, um, finally, a hot tag was made to Eddie Kingston, and Eddie came in with fists of fire. He would use a fisherman suplex on Nick Jackson for a near fall. Matt Jackson pulled Eddie out to the outside of the ring, but Eddie retaliated with an exploder suplex. Brandon Cutler blind, uh, blinded Eddie with a cold spray. Nick Jackson splashed Eddie Kingston from off the ring apron to the arena floor at Daly's place. The Bucks cut the ring in half and worked over Eddie in the corner. Matt would stomp Eddie and tag in Jackson. The Bucks would dish out kicks to Kingston, and Kingston absorbed them pretty well. Finally, Nick finally Nick knocked down Kingston with a running knee strike. Uh, Kingston caught Nick off guard off the top rope and dazed Nick with a big-time headbutt. Or with big-time headbutt, sorry. Kingston would then suplex Nick Jackson, but the move took little out, a little out of both wrestlers. Penta tagged in and used a DDT on Matt Jackson and then a sling blade on Nick. Penta would follow that up with a corkscrew code red for a very near fall on Matt Jackson. Nick Jackson would tag in, but Penta nailed him with a uh, backstabber for a two count. Matt Jackson jumped onto Eddie Kingston in the, the diving crossbody press to, on the ramp. Nick distracted ref, or yeah, ref, uh, ref Rick Knock and connected with a low blow on Penta. The Young Bucks got a near fall on Penta with a package pile driver foot stomp combo. The Young Bucks invited Kingston into uh, invited Kingston to a super kick party and dropped him with three vicious shots. Uh, Brandon Cutler accidentally used the cold spray on Matt Jackson. The elite hunter Frankie Kazarian ran down to even up the odds. Penta nailed Matt Jackson with the fear factor, and Kingston blasted Matt and scored the pin. So, Kingston and Penta have future title shots for the AEW World Tag Team Champions. Yeah, this is very interesting, dude. It sounds like it was a very good match back and forth mm-hmm. all the way, and uh, you know, very entertaining. And that's that's one thing I've always said about AEW and their tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's it's like watching you know like the in, Independence, dude. They they go all out, and I don't care what anybody says. Mm-hmm. Independence, I love it because it's like. You know, you're doing that for a small group of people, and you're you're putting your body in line. You're kicking ass, and I love it. And AEW has that kind of feel, especially with these tag team matches, especially if Matt, uh, 
The Young Bucks are involved? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, dude. They, they, they go all out for the fans. And it's almost like it never ends. Right? You can't really get a second to breathe when it comes it, to the tag It's a lot different than, than back in the day. It's more high-paced, uh, you know, and, and mm-hmm. back and forth. The endurance these guys have to have to do what they do is just like, wow. Right. Because even, even when you got a big guy like Kingston in the match, he, yeah. they still keep the tempo going. Because usually... If you have a team that tries to keep the tempo fast-paced like the Young Bucks do, and you're facing an opponent team that has a bigger guy, usually the bigger guy, when he's in, he tries to slow down the pace, but Kingston will keep going. Oh, he, yeah. He man. doesn't mind the he, pace at all. He's a damn fighter, dude. He's, he's yeah. yeah, he don't he don't slow down for nobody. He don't take no shit, and he kicks ass. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see that championship match when that happens. Definitely, man. All right, next up, we had the Jungle Boy taking on TH2's Jack Evans. Let's see. Uh, they chain wrestled at the start of the match with Jungle Boy getting the better of Jack Evans. Jungle Boy locked in on a snare trap, but Jack Evans crawled to the ropes for a rope break. Jack Evans knocked Jungle Boy to the mat with a leaping kick. Jungle Boy came back, though, with an arm drag on Jack Evans and then a drop kick. Jack, e- Jack Evans would stagger um, Jungle Boy with, roundhouse, with a roundhouse kick. Jack Evans tried another spider su- German suplex, but Aven- Evans... Would land on his feet. That made no sense. Why would he do it to himself? I swear, AEW's writing's gotta change. I hope that meant Evans did it to Jungle Boy, but he landed on his feet. Jungle Boy would then grab a snare trap and force Evans to tap out. The Hardy family office ran down uh, after the match. Matt Hardy and Christian Cage brawled in the ring in Cage, tearing off Matt's suit tra- uh, track or suit jacket. Sorry. Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt traded punches with Private Party. Matt Hardy had enough of Christian Cage and retreated to the back. Whew. There we go. Yeah, it sounds like all hell broke loose, bro. Yeah, it did. Sometimes that shit happens, and it is what it is. Right. That's, and I just love talking about Christian. I'm glad he's back. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, that a lot of these guys that weren't getting a good push or, you know, or... Wanted to go a different direction with their career. Now they have an option for that. Yes, so. sir. It's going to be uh, interesting because soon we'll be seeing possibly more of that stuff happening soon. <laughs> oh, yes. I can't As we wait. get closer I, to September. I can't wait. We're going to see, uh, you know, a big monster among men coming to AEWs. Yes. And I can tell you one person that we're about to talk to better watch his back if that monster comes <laughs> comes calling into in September. Oh, yes. And that would be TNT champion Miro, who took on Brian Pillman Jr. Pillman would dodge a kick from Miro. Pillman would then try to chop away at Miro's chest. Miro would grab uh, Pillman and uh, launch him overhead. Miro ran forearms into Pillman's lower back. Miro would suplex Pillman, follow it up with a fallaway slam. Miro clubbed uh, Pillman's sternum. Pillman knocked Miro to the arena floor with a springboard drop kick. He followed through with a running baseball slide. Uh, Pillman would then whip Miro into the steel guardrail. Pillman tried to uh, go for a pin after a springboard clothesline, but Miro kicked out quickly. Miro would blast Pillman with a roundhouse kick and then lock in the game over submission, and referee uh, Aubrey Edwards stopped the match. So, Cooper, your thoughts on Miro's dominance of Brian Pillman Jr.? I mean, Brian Pillman Jr., he's athletic, but he's small. Uh Compared to Miro, Miro is... An athletic beast, dude. So, uh, I mean, for real, there was really no doubt in this win for him. And uh, I like the new name, The Game Over. 
All right. So that's pretty cool. Yes, sir. It's a nice uh, new submission form. Or new name, anyways. We know it's the same submission as uh, had. Oh, yeah. But it's just a cool It's a cool new name that he's got on there. So AEW's women's champion, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, as she likes to be called. Well, she is a dentist. And Rebel would take on the native beast Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. I love that Vicky's back in action a little bit still. Oh, yes, I'm telling you, man. This is AEW, WWE, better watch out. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Britt Baker clocked Vicky. The doctor is in. Rebel would jump on Nyla's back. Nyla flipped Rebel onto the mat and then splashed her. Rebel tried to get to the uh, get to the tag, but Britt didn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Nyla the Rose dropped a leg onto Rebel. She slammed Rebel again and then tagged in Vicky. Uh, Baker finally tagged back in and surprised Nyla with a sling blade. Uh, she nailed Nyla with also a thrust kick. Nyla then choke slammed Baker. Uh, Nyla draped Baker over the top rope and crashed down with a brutal knee. Oh, I hate when that happens. Mm. Vicky would then tag in and told Nyla to climb to the top rope. Brick kicked Vicky into Nyla, sending Nyla falling hard to the ring apron. Baker applied her lockjaw finisher to Vicky and made Vicky tap out. Nyla attacked Britt Baker from behind after the match, and Nyla Rose powerbombed Britt Baker from the ring to the outside through a table. Ah, the doctor's going to need her own back chiropractor after that one. Jeez. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's nice to see Vicky in her match. Mm -hmm. I I like this. I'm sorry she had to tap out. But, uh, you know, it is what it is sometimes. But, yeah, man, this this is a really good match here. I like it. Mm -hmm. It's nice to see someone who... Used to wrestle occasionally when she um, was the GM of SmackDown. Get a chance to wrestle some more now. And, you know, for those of you that don't know, we've met Vicky Girl, and she is a very, very cool person. So. She is definitely not her character. Definitely not her character. She's, she's way awesome. But she definitely plays her character very well. Very well, yes. Cool, so, because when we met her, we were like... Uh, okay. who are you? Because you don't seem like you're Vicky Guerrero. She is very, very um talented with the way she she does her acting. Because she mm-hmm. can make you hate her. Yeah, she can. <laughs> um, but she is a very sweet person. The Vicky Guerrero we met seems like she'd bake you cookies if you ever came to visit her. Like, and I'm surprised she even signed the the photo I had her sign because. That must have been a very embarrassing moment for her, too, that that mud wrestling match. But, huh. you know, um, she, was a, she was a good sport about it. And mm-hmm. I, I thought it was cool because it was kind of her grabbing Stephanie McMahon by the head and about ready to dunk her ass and some right. some soot, some nastiness. So. Yep, it's great. I love that picture. Or just, just check it out over there in the corner, too. Yeah. Alright, next up, we had the Pinnacles MJF versus the Spanish God Sammy Guevara of the Inner Circle. The main event. Are you ready? Let's do it. MJF would knock down Sammy with a shoulder tackle and then did the Fargo strut. MJF would use a cross chop into Sammy's throat. Sammy tried to counter with a GTH, but MJF blocked it. They were meeting each other for move move for move. Sammy had enough of the technical wrestling and pounced on MJF. As the ref tried to pull Sammy off of MJF, MJF gouged Sammy in the eyes. Sammy would keep his cool and connected with a springboard cutter on MJF for a near fall. Sammy uh, backdropped MJF onto the arena floor, and then Sammy tried for a springboard drop kick back into the ring, but MJF countered with a Liger bomb. 
Sammy met MJF on the uh, ropes and sent him flying with a Spanish godfly. <clears throat> That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Sammy followed up with the clotheslines and then a high kick, uh, staggering MGF. Sammy clotheslined MGF again, sending him to the outside of the ring. Sammy would fly over the top rope and smash down onto MGF. Then he would blast him with a springboard destroyer for a near fall. Sammy drop kicked MGF in the face, sending MGF to the other side of the barricade. Uh, Sammy would climb to the top rope and jump over the guardrail into the fans and onto MGF. Sammy climbed to the top turnbuckle, but MGF caught up. MGF spiked Sammy with a tombstone pile driver off the turnbuckles. Ouch. Immediately, MGF came up clutching his own knee, though. MGF would limp over to Sammy, and Sammy rolled him up for a two count. MGF attempted the heat seeker, but Sammy was able to push him away. Sammy would then catch MGF with a GTH and went for the pin, but MGF uh, got his foot on the ropes for a break count. Sammy would climb to the top rope for the 6.30 splash, but MJ begged Sammy off Sammy. Uh, the Spanish guy wasn't listening to MJF's prayers and crashed onto MJF with the 6.30 splash. MJF with a wood kick out of the pin attempt. Sean Spears walked down to the ring. Jericho left the announce table to stop Spears, but Wardlow grabbed Jericho and threw him off the stage. <laughs> Spears smashed his steel chair into Sammy, and then MJF pinned Sammy for the victory. Cooper, your thoughts. AEW, all hell breaks loose no matter what. Right. And I love it because it kind of also reminds me of back in the day when the NWO would constantly come in and, and disrupt and and make things just more interesting. And this is how this goes. You never know what's going to happen with AEW. You don't know what factions are going to get involved, who's going to come out, what's going to happen. It makes for a very interesting night. It does. I just wish they cut down on the factions a little bit. Yeah, and I heard something about them coming out with faction titles, so this is going to be interesting, too. Well, you have so many factions, you might as well start throwing might titles well out there. Might as titles, man. I mean, you know, I mean, we live in a day and age where everybody deserves a damn trophy, so might as well give them a title, too. Yeah, so can we hurry up and get our sports Emmy, please? <laughs> right. <laughs> we deserve a trophy for trying to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not that great. No. But we're getting there. We're getting there, dude. We're great. We're as great as we think we are, and I think we're pretty damn good. All right. Wait, we just went from great to pretty good? Pretty damn good, brother. Pretty damn good. All right. We're freaking great. We're the greatest of all time. Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. How you doing, baby? Let's get into Friday Night Smackdown. Let's do it. Ed showed proof that Roman Reigns is scared of him and knows the rated R superstar will take his universal title. After his shocking return last week to lay out the Universal Champ Roman Reigns and his cousin Jimmy Uso, Edge was focused. It was in a focused state of mind for his now official WWE Money in the Bank Universal Title match. The Rated R Superstar recalled the many ways his perfect story was disrupted when he failed to defeat Roman Reigns in the Triple Threat match at WrestleMania 37, and showed video proof as to why he and Reigns were the only people who truly knew that he could beat the head of the table. He made his opinion clear that Reigns was afraid of him. And had he's the guy that has the Universal Champion's number. Above all, he said it's just a question of when that he is inevitable, inevitable, and he will be the Universal Champion. Your thoughts, Cooper? Don't want to. You don't want to mess with the excellence of ed, of education. I mean, seriously. All right. He is someone. He he's almost as scary as Triple H. Mm-hmm. A lot of these younger generations, they don't they don't know the edge we know. Right. 
I mean, he ain't nobody to screw with, so, uh, you know, the head of the table better watch out, because, uh, sounds like someone, seems like someone's coming to steal his meals. Right? It's going to be very interesting. Yeah, when Edge hits that, uh, mental state where he feels he's been wrong. When he talks about grit, that man has more grit than, than yeah. yeah. And when he feels he's been wronged, he will take it out on that person who he felt wronged by. Oh, yes. And so I can say, fortunately for Daniel Bryan, that he's not on WWE television right now, or he would have been the first one to feel the wrath of Edge Oh yeah. upon his return. All right. So the first match of the night featured Big E and Shinsuke Nakamura taking on Apollo Crews and Bar- Baron Corbin. Ah, he's no longer King Corbin, and I love it. <laughs> After Baron Corbin reached a new low last week after losing his prestigious crown to the king, new king of WWE, Shinsuke Nakamura, Kingsuke Nakamura teamed up with Big E against the Intercontinental Champion Apollo Crews and completely despondent Lone Wolf. In the height of the action, Rick Boogs, I don't know who the heck this is, picked up the mic and interrupted the contest to bring Corbin's attention to uh, the face that his car was getting towed and possibly repossessed. With Corbin distracted, the powerhouse of positivity was able to hit the big ending on the former monarch for the victory. Cooper, your thoughts? <laughs> That's amazing. And he's no longer King Corbin. Screw him. I hate him. I hate him, too. And he's overrated and just a big dude. I mean, he could be really uh, he could be really good, but they, they've done so many stupid things with him, and and he screwed up with the money in the bank. And ever since he screwed up with the money in the bank, I just don't respect him anymore. I think he's mediocre. So, <laughs> and this whole King Corbin bullshit, uh, bend the knee bullshit like he's Game of Thrones or something. It's like, shut up. Right? It's just dumb. All right. Bianca Belair would challenge Bailey to an I Quit match at WWE Money in the Bank. Relishing in her victory over SmackDown Women's Champion Bianca Belair last week in a tag, uh, in tag team action, and sharing her opinion that the title title holder was falling apart, Bailey was soon interrupted by the EST of WWE. Amidst a war of words, Bianca proposed a way to end their issues once and for all: a SmackDown Women's Championship I Quit match. In disbelief, the role model wasted little time accepting, making it clear that Bianca can never win such a match because she has. Never quit anything in her life. As she explained, she said the word quit a lot in the process until the title holder began to chuckle, realizing how excited uh, it was to how exciting it was to hear Bailey say the words I quit. Oh Lord. Yeah, she better watch out though. I mean maybe maybe she might have bitten off a little more than she could chew with this match because mm-hmm. Bailey is a tough son of a gun and I don't think that she I don't think that she'll quit. I don't think she'll say it. So, mm-hmm. you better watch out. Better watch out, EST, because, uh, you know, you're, you're you're fresh on the block, baby, but you ooh, you don't know anything about Bailey. All right. I love I Quit matches, especially every time Orton and Cena had one. Those oh, were the those best were matches. Those were the best, right? Oh, those were the greatest things I've ever seen. The only other one, what was it? When Didn't um, Ray and Eddie have one? Yes, and that was freaking amazing. I too. think that was probably the best one, but Orton and Cena's I Quit matches were way up there, though. Right underneath the Ray and Eddie one. Oh, yeah. 
All right, Kevin Owens took on Sami Zayn in a last man standing match in the last man standing Money in the Bank qualifying match. Ugh. This is a lot of words to say right there. <laughs> in the final moments of a knockdown drag out last man standing match, Kevin Owens delivered a trio of power bumps through an announce table, through another table, and unto the forgiving apron to secure victory over his former friend turned bitter rival Sami Zayn. With a hard-fought victory, he would qualify for Money in the Bank ladder match. Cooper, your thoughts on Kevin Owens? Yeah, I think the uh, the ring was unforgiving, Robert. Yeah, I believe so too. But, I mean, uh, yeah, that's crazy, and uh, it's a good way to to kind of end their rivalry and uh, set up for for Money in the Bank. But it's also another. Uh, thing for Sami Zayn to be like, oh, I'm being screwed, I had to do this, you know, that's, that's why I wasn't, you know, he always has some dumbass excuse. Yeah, but, so. yeah, I'm not surprised he didn't get up after three power bombs, one through an announce table, one through another just table, and then onto the forgiving ring apron. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh... I wouldn't, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I wish he would come back and be the old Sami Zayn, he was so much funner. When he was the ultimate underdog, not the ultimate crybaby? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. All right, Liv Morgan took on Zelina Vega. That's right, that's Zelina Vega. Hey. WWE official Sonya Deville surprised the WWE Universe yet again when she named a returning Zelina Vega as the second female competitor to compete for SmackDown in the upcoming Money in the Bank ladder match. In response to the announcement, Liv Morgan, Liv Morgan emerged to take issue for the second week in... That's supposed to be in a row, not a round. When Vega questioned who Morgan thought she was, Liv smacked Selena and made it clear that she didn't, that she doesn't answer to her. And hide the subsequent impromptu match between the two, Vega attempted to use the tights to pin Morgan, but was caught by the official. In the midst of the bedlam, Liv opted to take her own try at using the tights and successfully pinned, <clears throat> successfully picked up the victory by beating Vega at her own game. Turnabout's fair play, bro. That's right. Uh, you're going to play dirty sometimes. You get played dirty. So. Yes, sir. That's the way it goes sometimes. And yes, that's sir. the way I like it. And that's the way we like it. Uh-huh. 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 Anyways, Otis sporting a new look recently, taking on Angelo Dawkins. Have you seen his new look? No, actually I haven't. You don't want to. What did he do? He chopped his hair off and shaved his beard. What? Yeah, he looks like a more in-shape version of me. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying he is in more shape than I am, but he's still a big guy. Yeah. Despite falling into the Alpha Academy's trap a couple weeks ago, losing Montez Ford to an injury at the hands of Otis is more than enough to make Angelo Dawkins motivated to defeat Otis to get payback. I did say Otis Odin earlier. Did you say Odin? I think I called Otis Odin earlier. <laughs> oh. Earlier in that sentence. Nevertheless, the Alpha Academy's greatest student would not be denied and destroyed his opponent with a pair of devastating splashes off the ropes. So, Cooper, your thoughts on Otis and his new look winning over Angelo Dawkins? Well, I mean, sometimes that's what it takes is, you know, a revamp of of your style and the way you look and the way you do things. And it might, you know, I don't know, change the way he thinks. And maybe he's going to come out being more of a badass. Yeah. uh, I, I'm really quite interested to see what he looks like. Uh, got any photos over there, big man, real quick? Oh, that's what I'm <laughs> for. I'm kind of like, what? 
There you go. Yeah. Shaved it, cut his hair down. Well, it slicks it back now a little like bit. Chris Farley or something. Yeah, kind of. Told you he's a more shape, more in shape version of me. Wow, dude. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? It is a little strange. All right, so Jimmy Uso received a painful lesson in family from Edge. When Universal Champion Roman Reigns is nowhere to be found, Jimmy Uso's plan to call out Edge backfired in the most painful way. Making it clear that Reigns was using Jimmy like he used to use everybody, like he uses everybody else, the rated R superstar went on to explain that there was a trap set in that moment, but it wasn't for him; it was for Uso himself. Rushing the ring, Edge ultimately destroyed Jimmy and set, sent a definitive message to the head of the table. Your thoughts, Cooper? Yeah, like like I said, you do not want to mess with. Edge, dude, he's the ultimate opportunist, mm-hmm. and uh, he took that opportunity and, and uh, he used it to his advantage. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the head of the table better watch out, dude, because uh, he, he's coming for him. And it sounds like Edge might be trying to take care of the Usos before yeah, the I, Money in the Bank I think match. this is a very good psychological game for him, too, because, mm-hmm. you know, if he could take out the Usos before... You know, before the uh, pay-per-view, and not only that, but psychologically mess with them a little bit, Mm -hmm. then, you know, it really makes that table a little little less stable. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. That's right, there. All right, man, that was another good episode for us. It definitely was. I'll definitely look forward to the pay-per-view. It's getting excited. We are exactly two weeks away. From the Fort Worth pay-per-view, Money in the Bank. Oh, finally get our fans back, baby. Get on the road again. What's yes, up? Seriously. And uh, that's that's what I'm excited about with us is we can start going and enjoying events again and, and just, you know, being being sports fans. So Right. Back to being somewhat normal is going to be so fantastic. Oh, yes. Uh, so... Be sure to tune in tomorrow, guys. We will have another episode for you. We're a little bit behind schedule with what happened this past week. so Yeah, for those of you that don't know, I uh, I fell and hurt myself. so Someone kept taking Tom Petty's free-falling a little too literal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. You know, he, he didn't live too far from where we're at, so, you know. No, he did not. But, uh, so, yeah, so Cooper had a spill, but he's doing better. He's getting on the road to recovery. Um, he's a little loopy at times, but it's okay. <laughs> we'll forgive him. It, it's better than being than hurting. In, in, in pain, yes. Uh, a, yeah, loopy, yeah. a loopy Cooper's better than an in pain Cooper. <laughs> yes, in pain Cooper, you don't want to mess with because I get very angry. Yeah, so. you won't like me when I'm angry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> basically, he's the before and I'm the after. <laughs> <laughs> Just paint me green. <laughs> oh, wait. They're going to start calling me Shrek, not Hulk. Oh, damn it, dude. <laughs> Dang it. All right. Well, so be sure to tune in tomorrow. We'll be back with baseball, basketball talk as we discuss the NBA Finals. Yes, baby. Which we'll I can't be wait previewing. This. We'll be previewing it. Oh, yes. And predictions. Oh, predictions. yeah. All that. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to it. Suns, oh, yes. Bucks. Who you got? We'll let, let you know who we got tomorrow night. I'm so excited. Are you excited? I'm excited. Uh, 
I think you're a little more excited than I am, bro. Sorry, I like all my sports. I'm like you, kind of like, eh, take it or leave it. <laughs> uh, well, you know, when it's not my team, it doesn't really, like, I'm not like, eh. Yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, I got a lot to be happy about. I got oh, Chris yes, Paul looking for his so. first title. Monty Williams deserves a title. And, you know, Milwaukee hasn't been there since 1974. So. And the fact that the Suns took out the Clippers? Woo, baby! I told you, we run L.A. Clippers, Lakers, baby. I'm wearing a Lakers shirt, too, by the way. Yeah, you better tell them that. They just hear some weird shit over the back world. Like, what is he doing back there? Yeah, that's my Lakers shirt. I'm just flapping in the breeze. (laughs) Anyways. And then, of course, we'll be back Tuesday with more NASCAR hockey talk. Stanley Cup Finals looking like it may be getting up the broomsticks and sweeping for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Getting Make a sweep of it, baby. Sweep them out. Yes, sir. The Canadiens' momentum seems to have been gone. Uh-oh. And we got some in it, and we got some football news to talk about, too. Yes, can't wait, dude. And some unfortunate football news to talk about. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, it is kind of unfortunate what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's football-related, so that's why we're going to talk about it. Hopefully, we'll be really excited, too, for football talk because hopefully a uh, 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 number one overall recruit in the 2021 class has picked the Ducks. Okay, Homer, can we get off here? No, I want to be a Homer. (laughs) And then, of course, hopefully we're back on normal schedule Thursday for Worldwide Sports Talk. As long as we don't have any crazy things go on, then we will be back to normal. Actually, schedule. we should talk briefly, real quick. Tuesday could possibly not happen on schedule because Elsa is expected to be Actually, in our area. Let's just be honest and say this next week is very up in the air. Yeah, because so. of a uh, uh, tropical storm, Elsa. So if we can't do it, we're going to try to get at least... Baseball, basketball done done for tomorrow, uh, done tomorrow, so that way you guys have that, and then we'll just play it by ear what happens between that time and, and Elsa's arrival. And if you haven't heard us before, we have plenty of episodes, you guys. Come on, check it out. Yeah, we got plenty of episodes y'all can go back and listen to. I mean, my goodness, we're, we're very uh, weird and entertaining. Mostly yeah. weird. Mostly weird, but it is what it is. It is, but it's still kind of entertaining. So It's fun. It is. All right, so that will do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports. Hey, everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at Sports Talk dot Cooper dot Big Man. Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's Sports Talk W I T Cooper, the letter N Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. 
Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.